get myself organized. No, I think. Oh, <laughs> cute, right? Cute. Yeah. They are cute. They've grown out heaps, so I'm kind of just trying to like. Yeah, I'm, I have to say, when I was making things, I could never keep my nails that long. I'm have not been making anything, mate. There's a reason <laughs> my hands look like curator's <laughs> hands right now. Uh, that photographic chemistry weakens my nails. Too. Yeah, like it's real bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, even um, even what do you call it? silver gelatin does? Yeah, it's shocking. Yeah. Mm. It's and okay. I can... Well, like silkscreen shit. The silkscreen shit is crap on your hands. Yeah, I can just look cute half of the year and then the rest of the year I just... Alright. Been making things. Ready? I think so. I'm about to cross it off, so we have to do it. Yes. (laughs) Welcome to the Art Loss Cop podcast, where we make art interesting. (laughs) Sorry. Art Loss Cock Pass? What? We're gonna go. I thought we. I just decided to stay. It's really called the <laughs> Art Lust Podcast, and <laughs> I am Seema. No Freudian slips here, and I'm mm-hmm. Sophie. <laughs> We're talking about not cocks today. We're talking about girls. My favorite topic. Yes, indeed. Yay. Um. So as always, l- subscribe, share, tell people. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That really Give helps us, a rating. us. Tell a friend. Send it to your mom. Maybe not all the episodes. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like our hint that was an episode went a little awry. No, but I don't know. I don't know your mom, so I she mean, might be okay. With your mom some... likes Jillian Anderson. That's right. That's right. That's right. Your mom might be the age of Jillian Anderson. Uh, anyway, your f- uh, your your friend might be a Jillian Anderson stan. Why don't you just right. send it to her to make? That's right. That's right. So she can come and menace me like most people are menaced. <laughs> anyway, today no, so you can change their understanding of problematic white ladies. That's right. Well, today is the opposite part of ladies, which is um, the. <laughs> Maybe it's also problematic in its own way. Um, stuff! Today we're talking about the stuff! Fuck, that was the chunk, like the clunkiest segue I think I've had you do in a while. That was amazing. I know, I know. Usually I'm good at it. Yeah, I, I couldn't was, think of how I could not beat. vilify. Well, I couldn't think of how I could not vilify the heroes of our episode this week, which is mm. women buying stuff. Mm. This is a week about stuff, stuff, stuff. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Seriously. Um, so at the header, we're going to talk about, we always have a more meaty episode to start, and then we talk more um, TikTok at the end. So for the first part of this, we're going to talk about one of the most famous designers ever, House of Worth. Mm. I love House of Worth. And you'll often hear me talk about House of Worth on the channel. House mm. of Worth, I think one of the things that, Anytime you ever watch a runway show, think mm-hmm. House of Worth. Um, they they kind of really figured out the m- marketing, the like bringing together of a collection. There's people what who are, are they earlier. Known for? Is there a particular uh, ball- style? No. So this is what that's very interesting. So House of Worth, and I had to look up the year. It was founded mm-hmm. in 1858. Uh, it's an uh, it's actually Quite it's called ha- House of Worth. It's called House of Worth because he is English Worth. Uh, when you see it, when you call House of something, the last name of the designers usually. So like yeah, yeah, House yeah. of Givenchy or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, he was an Englishman who went to Paris to make his um, to make his debut. And I mm-hmm. actually want to make sure he's English and not Scottish, but I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Um, don't upset the Scots. I know, really. Well, I had a, I had an episode <laughs> that did, and I don't want to do that again. Forever. 
I know exactly. I don't want to do that again. You don't um, want to get on David Tennant's bad side. No, I don't. Um, he's he's from Lincolnshire, so they're very not very not Scottish. Um, but so he goes to Paris, right? And he gets mm-hmm. there, and he, he is a designer. He's able to do it. And this is where I think what's an interesting thing is he goes there at the, really during the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, or in in the era, not exact beginning, but mm-hmm. definitely people are making things are getting easier, like having yeah. clothes. Yeah, automation makes, is happening. Automation is happening, which makes things couture, so handmade clothing, more and more important for yes. people who are wealthy, right? Because yes. It's a status symbol. It's a status symbol because until then, everybody, there was no, like, there was no option, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now um, that happens. And so w- what what's the making of him and what he's perhaps known for is that it is something where he um, is starting to be seen by the aristocracy in mm-hmm. um, in um, Europe, yeah. like Sisi, the famous um, empress of mm-hmm. um, Austria, is seen in a Charles Worth in 1865. And see, Pixie. She doesn't like, you know what? I have to tell you, my dog does not like aristocracy. No. That's what she's saying. She's saying she's Empress been Elizabeth. She's right. That's right. Empress Elizabeth of Austria, F you. Um, and nobody's here. Everyone's gone. The kids are asleep. I cannot. We're just stuck with her. Okay, she's gone. Okay, um, she's okay. okay. She's a regular. She lives her life. People know she she's lives her there. life. She's like that's right. She just lives. She has to be. She has to make an appearance every once in a while. So uh, Empress Elizabeth of Austria is known as Cece most commonly, and she's known for having this beautiful, beautiful hair. But he makes this dress that is like it's like a um, meringue. Mm. <laughs> it's like flow. Cool. It's like tool, cool. and you know. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is he also we look at these dresses, especially from the ones from the 1800s under Charles himself and not his mm-hmm. son, and they are um, see we see them like as old timey, but they were really cutting edge, like commercially made, like Tool was cutting edge anyway, and it had like totally. stars on it. Totally. It is it is like a it's like it is like a dream, a fantasy dress. Uh, she was living a pretty sad, um, sad existence. Uh, poor. Mm. Uh, poor lady, Cece. Her hu- husband was cheating on her. He, she had, she had, she had a tough. She had a tough. She was basically spending all of her time trying her bestest mm-hmm. um, to, uh, you know, to poor Empress, uh, poor Cece. Like she, she they have a, a thing about this. She did everything you can imagine to try to look younger and prettier for her husband. Ugh, did it work? So depressing. Did it work for poor Cece? I mean, I like she was like so. in wraps and like her hair. Nope, not at all. Of course not. not. Did not work. Did not work. He did not love her. Um, so, so basically, what happens is, um, uh, you know, he's got this building. He figures out that um, that he, you know, he could make these women. You know, if these women like him with their fancy dresses, that he could make a business out of it. And he he basically creates what we now like. There would be no Givenchy, uh, Isemiyaki. None of those things would exist really without House of Worth because he yeah. has like he de- he has all these women, the, you know, all these people, not just women, uh, men as well, um, working on parts of it like right in there. So he has the couture house right there. Mm-hmm. He has a space where wealthy women can make an appointment and look at basically women wearing the dresses, right? Mm, mm, mm. 
Now, I will point out something that you would you might not realize is this was long after fashion plates were created. So there was other ways to see it. It's not the yeah. only way you could see the dress. And a yeah. fashion plate was literally a plate, a printing plate mm -hmm. that showed the dress being worn on a person. Mm. And you saw them in ladies' magazines very often. But fashion plates were largely for commercially made dresses, dresses that were not made to your body. Yeah. He was showing you a dress made to a model's body. Hmm. And it's basically the beginning of the runway. So he's doing good. But then something amazing happens, which is that Empress Eugenie has to go to um, the Suez Canal, the mm -hmm. opening of the Suez Canal. And so she's going to go to Egypt and she needs dresses. Of course. And Charles Ward, as I mean, one who does. doesn't? As you do. I mean, who else would, who you, would go to the Suez dresses. Canal without a ball gown? Seriously. Um, so she basically um, starts wearing his dresses mm. and they become the thing. And I think that the, the thing, and I brought up two women who are really like big deal um, 19th century tastemakers. And I didn't say in Europe, even though they're both in Europe. One is Empress mm. Eugenie in mm -hmm. France, and then the other is Sisi of Austria. These mm. are tastemakers around the world. Um, they are tastemakers, and even, and you say, you say, well, what about Asia? This is also the opening of Asia where you see that, like, the wealthy in Asia start wanting to have these things, right? So, like, you have house of, like, you have, you know, wealthy, wealthy Indians, let's say, who mm. want who want ju more jewelry from um, Western houses than uh, clothing. Mm -hmm. But there are women in wealthy women across the world, starting in the late 1800s, who are basically working with companies and the company is moving its its things, the things it's making based on what the women want. Mm. So you should not think that House of Worth, Charles, was saying everything has to be tool. He might say everything is tool and then they don't want tool and it's out. It wasn't true, they love tool, but you know that he, and that becomes, and then this is also where you get this sort of trickle down um, from couture to ready-made. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Because yeah. then the fashion plates start showing things that are like inspired, right? The knock, mm -hmm. the knockoff culture absolutely existed in the 1800s. Oh yeah, I just, I'm just like high key obsessed with the idea that the desires of women like fuel the world and run the world. Yeah. I, well, because like we, we know that. Like we, yeah. as people who have been raised and socialized as women, we understand this. Yeah. And then what makes you feel so fucking unhinged is the fact that like it never gets talked about, it never gets recognized. Mm. Like women get demonized for showing interest in literally anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. literally anything mm -hmm. um you know it makes me think about like Beatlemania in the 60s mm -hmm. and how you know no one really kind of took them seriously and then lo and behold this like collective worldwide group of teenagers suddenly made these men famous like well and I mean House of Worth is incredibly famous but um like you know you I mean House of Worth is the probably the most famous I would guess mm. uh 19th century designer but like I look at one I mean the Met has some great ones and one of the ones that I really adore is this he so I think the thing that I always love about designers and there's other designers who've done this that um if you were going to a costume ball and you were wealthy 
you'd still have a designer do it. So you'd have yeah. a couture costume, fancy dress thing. And well, so this like is how, the... that's like what it lives in like the Met now. Um, and like the Met Gala, like that's why that. Oh is. yeah. Yes. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. So there's a, uh, they have a fancy dress costume from 1870 that has these huge, what like, I think we'd probably call them sadly harem pants now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but a lot of like, so this is also the era where people are painting like images of harems and, you know, those sort of Orientalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would point out that the person who wore this in 1870, who's unnamed in the Mets, um, in the Mets uh, description of it, mm. had to have chosen to wear it. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I look at this and it is. It probably was shocking to a woman who spent her life in, say, 1870, so still potentially a crinoline, certainly a lot of undergarments, certainly a skirt, certainly. Oh, yeah. This, this does have a corset. Layers corset and layers. In, um, it's like a, it's like a, I would say like a, just a really pretty, raw, like bright robin's egg blue harem pants. And then it mm. has a, 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 what looks like an ivory, um, like fitted top. That would go over a corset that has yeah. embroidery on it. It and, sounds like a cute um, outfit. I'm not going to lie. It, it's like, I'd wear cute. that. It's very cute. We could <laughs> add it in the show notes. It's very, very cute. Um, but I think that it's worth noting this couldn't have happened. And then the harem pants only continue. It's uh, It looks yeah. like it's gold, gold embroidery over it. Um, harem pants couldn't continue if women didn't actually wear them. Yeah. But, I mean, then they become later. This is a fancy dress. So this is not like, but they were still a fancy dress meant you were still with other people, right? Like, yes. it's not like you were fancy dressing in your room by yourself. You were with people of both genders and a woman chose to wear this. Nobody forced her to do this. Yeah. And her volition and her taste and her desire was That's not because industry. some guy. Yeah, it birthed an industry. Yeah. It was not because some guy made it. It's because she also said that. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's such an important distinction, right? Like, right. Things can't exist without the desire for it's like there's no force without resistance, you know, like you can't have That's one right. without the other. That's um, right. That's right. And if you read about Empress Eugenie and her relationship to Worth, it was not like Worth was like pull on strings. Mm, mm, mm. It was like she was going to the Suez Canal and she needed to look this way. Yeah, she was having this party and she was going to look this way. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then even like, like when you when you read about um, things like the size of the the like the bell basically of the skirt and mm -hmm. the crinoline and mm -hmm. those were not men saying look this way. I mean, and, and it even before House of Worth, frankly, like if you think about like the necklines of the French court, mm -hmm. I mean that that was women's work. <laughs> that was that was women deciding how much they're going to skin they're going to show. Absolutely, I mean. This, this is like a conversation I have with myself on the reg. Like I have boobs today, you know. Like I have this conversation with myself so regularly, <laughs> which is like, how much of myself yes. do, especially in the decolletage area, yes. how much of myself do I want to give away? How much do I want to show? How much is going to make me feel powerful in a particular context? How what's going to make me feel absolutely fucking consumed, like a piece of That's meat? That's right. That's like right. It, and, I, and it depends on the exactly, spaces that you're is. in. It's absolutely true. So before we go, because I think that's a great segue to talking about TikTok. Yeah. Um, because, but I want to sort of finish the House of Worth thing. I think that when you look at any, the, the summary of this episode, this part of mm. this episode is that when you look at any piece of fashion, and it says the designer's name, because if you look at like the Met collection, it'll be the designer's name. Mm -hmm. Remember that the person it was designed for, if it's couture, 
is the reason it's there. Because yeah. they wouldn't have gotten paid if the person didn't want to wear it. Exactly. Right? Like they would not. And, and longer term, if groups of women didn't decide that's the look, that there wouldn't would be exist. no. There would be no need for that product. That's to right. Exist. That's right. I mean, and I think another whole topic we should do at some point is women in pants. Ugh. Women, we should do it because women in pants is the greatest exemplar of if women didn't want it, it wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Because there was a lot of pushback, right? Yes, yes. Also, just like, women in pants. It's, it's one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely do that episode then. We'll yeah, definitely no, do that Maybe episode. we'll try and like actually put an episode on YouTube and you guys can just watch my face go red. <laughs> we'll look at some really hot women in pants. Um, um, so I think like, and I think that's the thing that often gets ignored when you read fashion um how much the person mm. who's wearing it is the reason it exists still yes you know, house of worth absolutely was transformational in the business of fashion absolutely made gorgeous designs mm -hmm. but those designs were in partnership with the person wearing it and in yeah. couture i think like it's a it's a further distance when you talk about commercially made things right because they're not with mm. the person who's wearing it but in mm -hmm. couture they were literally with that person yeah and, like, and i think yeah, its existence yeah. is tied to that person and it's more that's of a, right. it's like a collaboration rather than just like that's right that's right which is why like when you talk about like you have to decide how what to show where to show literally in terms of skin um now i think one thing that happens and i see on TikTok is mm -hmm. we are actually as concerned about that as the women of the 1800s and 1700s the right the way that everyone like starts their video like yes. this it's so yes. weird i have been yes. thinking about this for such a long I'm like why are you hiding your titties just to stand up and show me your titties like i don't get it i don't get it like you're you're in a low-cut dress we can see them like leaning forward it doesn't this is not me yelling because I want to see boobs. I can see boobs whenever I want. It's the fact that like- Okay, way to brag. <laughs> Humble brag. Why, but like, why do you care? Why, like, why do you care? Like you are putting yourself out on the it internet so to be consumed. So where's, why is this the line? Well, and it's, there's these lines that are so, like I there was that woman um, who was Catholic and had a wedding and then said like, I'm not putting myself out there like the whorish brides that exist. I don't remember what she actually said. I don't remember, I don't remember her Is her this phrasing. the modest bride girl? Yeah. Yeah, with yeah, her yeah, like yeah. stapled wedding dress? That's right, that's right. Oh man. Um, and um, so, I, I, so I just, it was the way that she talked about other people. Like you can yeah. choose not to show skin, but it was Absolutely. the fact that she but called like... all the other brides whorish <laughs> that I did a, so I did a video about that. And it's um, like, are you good girl? Is everything okay? I know, is everything okay? <laughs> I mean, and I did a video about that because I just found it so funny. Like what wrists are going to like make men think things? That's yeah. men's problems. Like Seriously. that's men's problem. If they're at church looking at your wrists and thinking like bad things, that's their problem. That's uh, 100% a reflection of so them. what's so bad about, like what's so bad about thinking but that's beside the point um well, but one of the dresses yeah. that they one of the dresses in there that i really loved is that mershka hargate's mother what's i can't remember what her name is um rita hayward is it isn't isn't it isn't rita hayward mershka hargate's mother that's right isn't she like some kind of like acting dynasty or something 
No, her mother. I'm pretty sure her mother's. Oh no, her mother's Jane Mansfield. Never mind. Yes. Yeah, um. Yeah. There you go. Her mother's Jane Mansfield. Um. Who's oh, not I an actor? Totally actor. forgot about that. But also, Mariska Hargitay Jane... is a lesbian icon as well. Oh, she's great. Um, she's hot as hell. Why not? But Jane like, Mansfield and. Oh yeah. It's um, like the the lower toned. Yeah, like, it kind is. Of gravel. It's like, it's like Gillian Anderson too. You know. I I so dislike. We've already. I'm on record in this in this show as hating Gillian Anderson. No, sorry, I got it wrong. But you know, Rita. But Rita Hayward and Jane Mansfield are both women who are absolutely sexualized and like you know, yes. you know, promoted for their sexuality. Yes. But they also owned it, right? And they knew that, and they played with it. And so the mm-hmm. in this in this in that show in the TikTok where I did the wedding, if you look at Rita Hay- Hayward, and I think. Rita Hayward might have actually been like Mexican Catholic, but I'm going to look it up right now. Yep. Um, she is completely covered up, head yes. to toe. That girl in... is smothered but, in fabric. But it's all skin tight lace. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that is exactly what people do, right? Like, I am totally. It's like being salacious in your modesty? Yes. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. It's just so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, yeah. like, a okay, lot sorry. of stuff happening on, on TikTok in terms of just, like, because did you so, see also the girl who's, like, not she washing She is Catholic, but not Mexican. She was Catholic. Okay. She was Spanish and Irish. Yeah. So there you go. You'll have that. So, so like, it's so interesting to me. What were you saying? Sorry. Have you – so I saw um, – because I, you know, I end up in, like, black TikTok spaces yeah. all the time. Yeah, You know, too. as – those of us who are involved in like social activism and yeah. stuff do. And then there's like, I saw a one girl who was like, oh my God, it's been such a rough week for like us yeah. women of color out there. We've got this girl who's like slamming everyone for being a whore. Um, and then there's that girl who, that black girl who's like not washing her hair for a hundred days. And I can't tell if it's a stunt. I can't tell if she's doing it. Oh, I don't know it's that one of those girl. like, really? Oh my God. I've oh. seen it everywhere. So she's like younger, you know, maybe in her twenties. She's like, I'm not washing my hair for 100 days. Come on this journey with me. And, like, apparently she found a moth in her hair and people are losing their minds. I I kind of personally think it might be a stunt. But what is shocking to me is how every single comment is slamming her instead of being like, is everything okay? From all races? Yeah. Because if I knew someone who wasn't washing their hair for 100 days, I'd be like, do we need to do it like a community check-in? What's happening? It does seem amazing. I would say though that also about that though. is what I, makes me think about is you know a few years ago on Instagram the no poo, the no shampoo white ladies. Do you remember that? No. The whole like no poo, no shampoo ladies who wouldn't wash their hair and they were doing um, yeah. baking soda and water, which actually can be really like um, really like yeah abrasive. Yeah. Effect. So um, but. I don't I don't remember anybody saying to the no poo ladies um I don't remember that much backlash about it. I mean I'm no, not of course from not. that community. Of course not. But it's like you know it this is always going to happen because like I think racism exists, you know, even within people's own communities. Oh my god. And it's this like the Asian colorism? Yeah. Oh my god. Like yeah, it's like, yeah. it's everywhere. But and I think like also another trend that I'm Internalized seeing Internalized these... imperialism. Oh, it's a truth. And um the other one I'm seeing just right now is um people showing their real skin. Mm. Like not a filter and they're saying this is what 37-year-old skin looks like. This is what 50-year-old skin looks like. And mm-hmm. I have to tell you uh for the older women in that I think they're really brave. 
Mm. Because um, as somebody who's, you know, who's in my 40s, I have to say, and when I was young, I was definitely like, I don't, I would definitely say like amongst my friends, I had my, one of my friends was left when she finished high school, became an elite model, literally for elite. Um, And, um, you know, would walk the runway at Milan. I thought you were to school with everyone. I don't know about that, but, (laughs) um, but like, or like, I, you know, I, I grew up with like lots of girls who were well off and had like you know no jobs or look pretty but mm-hmm. like you know there was a lot of and in, in indian communities like beauty is a huge thing right and my cousins yeah. were all prettier than me everyone had something the Fair only and thing lovely, I, right oh my god yeah yeah and um and but the one thing i had was good skin i always mm-hmm. had good like that was same, the thing right same. like good skin nobody like my friends were breaking out even now like the same friend i still have the same friends and some of them still like kind of have busted skin and so like i didn't have thick hair my cousins had thick everyone had something i had mm, good skin mm, mm. and i have to tell you it's the one trend that i have seen of all these trends lately that i'm like oh my god i don't think i could do that i honestly like i'm not sure that i'm out there i don't put i don't so i don't do i don't do and i don't put any makeup or anything on my skin i don't put mm. any foundation um but i put on my filter I started by accident, like I didn't know it was on there. My daughter, like maybe six months in, was like, "You know, no, you have the know. filter and on." Then you're and then like, like, "Oh shit, I'm here for life now." But I have gotten so used to seeing my face with that filter on the screen. I know. It's really bad for you. It's really bad for your psych, psych. You know, for, mm-hmm. and, and it's funny because because without the beauty filter in real life, people have used to say, "Oh my god, you have beautiful skin. You have great skin." You know, da. I until have looking at these women, by white people for my skin. Oh my god, so it's many crazy. people for years. For it's, years, well, people like, like, what do you do? In real life, people be like, what's your routine? Well, because I'm super, super pale, Yeah, right? It's my porcelain, skin right? Is, yes. I'm porcelain, my right. skin is really, really, really soft. And like, even yeah. if I'm not hydrated, yeah, my skin too. is extraordinarily soft. Like, humble brag. But um, <laughs> let's like, just focus I... on how this episode is all about Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Great. Um, the hair is looking amazing today. The oh, outfit. You got it all today. I'm seeing one of my dollies today, so I have to look nice. Um, but it's like I, I have so many vivid memories of like maybe being out to dinner with my family in Queensland, uh-huh. which is a historically very racist place in Australia. <laughs> and there'd be like old people who would like yeah. grab me by the fucking arm and start yeah. touching my arms and be like, wow your skin is amazing. Uh-huh, and then they'd like uh-huh. go to my parents and they'd start talking to my parents about me. And it was just like fucking bizarre how worshipped the idea of like yeah, per- good really pale, is. really That's like right. really clear That's right. and That's right. soft, like ch- and like children's skin too. It's fucked. <laughs> it is infantilizing. Yes. Um, but I look at those women and I have to tell you, like I thought, oh, I could do that. And then I was like, I can't do that because I have such a thing in me. And I think that the, you know, what we're bringing up each of these trends is something that's in us because society has put all these things on. Yeah. And I will say like my um one of my best friend from college, we used to live together. I don't think they listened to the podcast. I think they just actually told me they didn't. You Thank never God. know though. You, no, never no, no. Know. you never know. You never know. Don't listen. Don't listen. No, but it's fine. Um uh she's a she's a beautiful person, but she was saying to me, I just saw her in real life recently. And she's like, What are you doing to that skin? You still look so good. And I was like and I was like, nothing. Truly nothing, actually. But um, uh, no, I wouldn't say that's true. Coffee, maybe. Um, but you don't splash your face with water. It made me think about. I mean, yes, that. Yeah, I there you go. Um, water. Um, but um, I thought you meant drinking water because I'm not great at hydrating. Um, but but it made me remember all of the um, like the amount of money 
that she put into products over the years, like when we were living in college. And Crazy, this is not like right? she wasn't like she's not like this was back in the day. We didn't have expensive, expensive stuff. But yeah. even then, like she's not she's not like wait she's not she's not out of step with what women spent. Yeah. But like what it actually reminded me of is the amount of money our hangups cost us and how society needs us to do that. It needs us to think like I have to tell you, I I absolutely am scared to lose my skin because it yeah. was like so much part of who I was. Oh my God, if I had bad skin, can you imagine? I'd just be a fat girl. Like no one. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. I agree. We have agree. an episode about that. <laughs> but my social currency would go down. Yes. That's the no, thing. I, my social I... currency would be in the fucking toilet, but because I've got a skinny girl face for the most part my like I don't have like a super round or super like large double chin I have like a traditional kind of face I still mm -hmm. have like a relatively defined jawline and because my hands are also like not fat people hands there is a very particular like kind of balance that you can walk with being mid-size and I was thinking about yeah. this as I was showering this morning right yeah which is that like you can have certain like if you're at, at a particular size like you have zero social currency and you experience some of like okay. the worst okay. violence and sexual toned violence especially in like mm. people who are very fat or super fat mm -hmm. or infinity fat and then what's the last i've never heard that last phrase what is infinity fat is like the largest kind of like bodies out there um and these are all terms that i have taken from aubrey gordon who writes about this kind of stuff Got these it. are uh, terminology that people use within our own communities that's right just let me just segue for a second did we do the fat phobia did we launch that fat no phobia we episode? never launched that episode we should make we should record it again yeah okay um it went awry partly because i kept calling it something else fatism fatism that's right <laughs> so fucking funny <laughs> and then there's this you know i'm going through this era now where i can see like you know, going to that residency in Spain, one mm -hmm. of the guys there, he it was It seems like, like a million years ago. I know. He was like enamored by my work, right? He was like, I didn't think that people could render skin tone like this in this process. I thought all of your images were faked. Mm -hmm. And I was like, compliment or neg? I'm not sure. <laughs> That's such an art world thing to say. I know. I, I know. thought this is too good to be real. You must be faking it. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Um, but then it was really interesting because it was like, you know, a festival and like a photography festival and everyone was kind of like moving around during the last few days. Like he saw me like in, like in a group of people, like made eye contact with me. And then later uh -huh. in the day was like, I didn't see you. Like, what have you been up to today? And I was like, see, this is like, when you are not attractive to straight men, you don't exist for them. So it's yeah. this really kind of bizarre thing where you can be like, the object of like anger and frustration because when they realize that like you don't you don't care and especially when you're a lesbian and you don't live for them and you don't exist for them and your sexuality just like doesn't come into their orbit yeah <laughs> like you get yeah treated a very 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 specific way like yeah. i have been snubbed by a lot of men in my industry purely because like of the way I dress, the way I present, the fact that I yeah. actually like don't give a fuck about their opinion. <laughs> Sorry, like I actually kind of really care about the opinions of women at this point. Like, but I you do have think to, you have to earn. So I do <laughs> think. It. I mean, I do think. Like I think about. I was just looking at how much women uh, spend on average. Uh, oh, it's a lot, right? On cosmetics alone, three hundred thirteen a month on average. Um, on average, annually, more than. 3700 
that's one study other studies put it at higher and it also depends on what you consider cosmetics i mean the industry of skincare Yeah. and beauty is 90 billion dollars worldwide Oh. so i would say that i mean i think the thing you're also bringing up is that like it's not just about how you are seen as you were just describing how men see you but it's also how you, you where we started with this right Mm -hmm. how you see yourself Yes. Yes. right like you these women are doing this because they see themselves as somebody who is not showing off her tits right and they have an opinion about what somebody who shows off her tits is Mm hmm. and Mm hmm. they don't think like wearing something skin tight is showing off your tits because you're covered they're rita hayworth Yep. who's gonna go to church in a skin tight lace wedding dress but that's okay And it was and that i mean whole thing I, in the, I personally in, do think it's okay like yeah, well, well I don't, not I, turn I yourself actually off don't, out spoiler alert, we don't give a fuck what you do. That's right. Um, That's it's right. like, Right. I don't give a fuck what anyone does with their body. I don't care how anyone wants to shape or change or shift That's right. or, you know, I don't, I genuinely don't care. Just don't hurt other people in the process of your self like manifestation and realization. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's Yeah. really that Yeah. simple. Um, Yeah. Yeah. and I just, I don't know. I think that there's just so much of like self-reflecting on like why spending is such a huge part of our lives. Right. And there's that That's book that right. I've seen going around on TikTok. I don't remember the title of it. I'm sure we'll find it, but it's that, that idea that like, what would happen if we stopped spending? Ah, Like, uh, interesting. yeah. And like, what would the world look like if we just stopped buying things? Wow. capitalism would stop <laughs> there's no money flow But I wonder what, yes, obviously that's true. But I also think like what would happen to our, the way we see ourselves? Because I, I mean, mm. I have to say, like, I, for re some reason, I've had a real pickup in people asking about my cardigans. Part of it, I think, is that I've, um, I'm shooting fewer videos each day. So you see me more, more days in a row. But I also because I um, have a bet with you Joe do that have I would wear. good cardigans I love a cardigan. Uh, I would wear something different every day, at least one different thing every day, because I'd rather wear like the same thing every day now that I work from home. <laughs> So I don't leave the house. yeah So I just don't dress to leave the house. Right. yeah So like now I'm trying to be a little bit more in that. But people are I, I notice like yeah the but idea so of like much going of. to work at home That's right. That's yeah right. But um, but I do think like so much of who I am is a cardigan. I, I was like what I decided was my style in high school and mmm I've kept it. <laughs> mm. And I think that so much of interesting how we've constructed self is part of like commodities and how we can like being readers for example yes you could go to the library but you still somebody bought that book at the library that's still that is still consumerism and for so many people like my hobby is reading Mm. Yep. I want to make reading my hobby this year. i love reading i love I reading know. um so i think that that would I, th I think it's not just that like capitalism would crumble i think we would crumble I honestly, I don't think we'd know what to do with ourselves. we would not know what to do. But, you know, I think that this is where, I think this, like, call to action is, like, a nice thing to kind of end on, um, which is that, like, you... We have the power to shape our own reality and like what we want the world to look like. And I, Yeah, I mean, that's the it's, theme of the show, right? That's what that's what Empress Eugenie did. She yeah, wanted the world to look a certain way, yeah. right? And like you, and as we've kind of learned with boycotting, right? Like take that over maybe into other parts of your life. Learn what it's Mm-hmm. like to wean off of constantly updating, constantly shifting, constantly changing. And like, I don't know, Mm-hmm. maybe consume some more fucking content out of Palestine and all of these countries that are in 
that are suffering mm-hmm. that are able to live joyously with next to it's nothing. amazing it's actually like that is the human spirit like in action yeah and i think that if you can start to and i think that this is one of the most important things that we're kind of witnessing right now right mm-hmm. is that humans despite everything and despite the fact that i fucking hate everyone's like oh my god they're heroes because that's like what you call people when you're willing to let them die uh oh yes like they did with the um first uh essential first responders yeah 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 yeah. like this that's that is what you call people when you are willing to let them die so i don't like Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. but i do understand why people are kind of sitting back and going like holy shit the resilience like because it's it's incomprehensible to us and it shouldn't be because it can happen here like mm-hmm. <laughs> like let's not forget that nyc police officers go and train in israel on how to use drone technology and like you know surveil people during mm-hmm. protests mm-hmm. this is not separate from our lives here it's actually mm-hmm. very directly related to our lives here and it could happen at any time so i think that one of the mm-hmm. As scary as it is to think about, especially if you're living in the United States, like you have to be mentally prepared to engage in that resilience, to understand what life would look like differently for you and what consumerism is covering in your psyche and what purpose does consumerism serve implicating you in this environment exactly it's a great place to end Um, and if you want to keep listening to us uh, in the future i invite you to subscribe on apple music and on spotify you could also follow us at tiktok under art lust underscore podcast yep uh you could also just tell a friend yeah tell a friend send it to someone give us some stars on apple podcasts you you've lived in the 21st century for what i'm assuming is at least 15 years at this point (laughs) you know the steps to take to support your favorite content creators and i'm assuming if you're here then you like us at least you like us a little bit just a little bit you like us i mean i think if you follow us on tiktok you could hate follow us but i think you subscribe on this you like subscribe i think you can i don't think there's hate subscribe i think there is hate follow on tiktok but i don't think there's i agree i agree but also like if you've been if you've been thinking my god that australian's obnoxious this week yeah you can say that to my face (laughs) say that to my face that's okay i'm not as great but they have great skin yeah and i'm also just like not afraid to admit that i would like a wife so Oh, if your if your wife could also have like a house on the shore, we could go oh, and record a on the shore. Studio. Oh, let's get that wife, dude! Somebody find, sign up, find sign me an audio up, and we want to go to the wifey. shore. Yeah, we want to go to the shore. This is Seba's. Just like I want to go on a holiday. <laughs> it's snowing. It's snowing for us. It's cold where we are. We I just want, want to domesticity go. and to make sourdough with someone and like own a cat. Um, and I, I thought you were about to say own a cow. <laughs> listen listen down the line maybe one day i would love to retire somewhere and have like goats and cats oh, somebody i was just talking to uh, has a dream of having miniature donkeys Ugh, and yes. i was saying that my friend growing up had a horse farm so she had a lot of animals mm. as a result and um, she had a donkey and i was like i just want you to know they're in fact jackasses have you know have you ever met a donkey they are really loud too right yeah and they are in fact jackass they're jerks and she was like oh even the miniature ones i was like i don't know a miniature one but i would think that if you're half the size of like the other ones you're only twice as jerky yeah 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 (sighs) anyway 
Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks friends. We'll see you next time.